Welcome once again to Season 2 of 55 in Maine, a Disney podcast. On this episode, Mark and I discuss a requested topic from several listeners, our top five rides at Disneyland for kids. We try to look at attractions from a different perspective, and if you have kids, hopefully our lists will help you navigate the Disneyland Resort. So make sure those lap bars are down at the intersection of 55 and Main, where all roads lead to Disney. Welcome everyone to 55 and Main, a Disney podcast. Thank you for listening today. Uh, my name is Spencer, and with me always is... Mark. Uh, and we are recording remotely today. Uh, Mark is on the phone uh, as we are under coronavirus quarantine. Uh, and so, uh, but we wanted to bring you some episodes. Uh, and uh, our topic today um, is going to be our top five rides for kids. Uh, I think we, we talk so much about us personally, right, Mark? <laughs> and uh, I was trying to think about it from a different perspective as, as I was making my list. And I think my list is made up of, I think, kind of my daughter's favorite rides so far. Okay. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure if it's a list that is like, what are the best rides for kids? It's, I guess, what are the best rides for a two-year-old? Two <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So uh, I'm curious to... to kind of hear your list because I mean your kids are well are wide ranging as far as ages and you have some older kids at least older than mine um, so I'm curious to kind of see what what your list is like yeah well kind of before we start you and your wife you guys had passes for how many years to Disneyland uh, well just we had just the you. like just the two of us we had it for one year okay. uh, but we had been you know multiple times together over the course of uh, Gosh, I don't know how many years, but um, through our dating, we went on our honeymoon to Disneyland. So even though we didn't have our pass back then, we had been together a bunch of times. And do you feel like having, who's going with your daughter, is, it's much easier to go without kids. Much easier. Yeah. But do you feel like it's better to go with kids? Or just overall, what's your impression on going by just adults and going with kids? I think it depends what you're going for, um, because like, what's your intent? Is it to ride as many rides as possible and hit all the thrill rides? Then yeah, it's better to go with just adults. I mean, that's yeah. I think that's the fun of, of grad night when we go together for grad night. Yes. Um, if you know, my wife and I like to shop, uh, and we like to eat at the kind of the nicer restaurants, and so obviously that's that plays a part in. Just just adults, um, but um, I think the whole concept of Disneyland is about about kids and about kind of living the the fantasy of of, of Disney characters and Disney films. Uh, and so I've been twice with my daughter so far, and it's a phenomenal experience to kind of see it through her eyes, because I think too. We all, people like us, we know kind of all the behind the scenes facts about Disneyland. Um, and to some people, I guess maybe like the magic would wear off. I know that's, that's not how I feel about it, but, um, seeing it through a kid's eyes is, is really cool. Yeah. When you have, when you buy yourself or just with adults, like it's a great time. 
when you got the kids, the highs are higher, mm-hmm. but there's so many more lows when you, I mean, there's some moments every day with little kids where they're crying and you've spent so much money and you're like, what have I done? <laughs> and you feel like, oh no, this is so bad. So the lows are so low sometimes with kids, but then the opposite, like there's nothing more, no matter how fun you have by yourself or just with adults, when a kid is having a good time at Disneyland, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. And like I said, that's what my my list of, of rides is kind of all about. It's kind of how, how my daughter went through Disneyland for the first two times and is what were kind of her favorites. So yes. I guess this, like I said, this isn't necessarily my list. This is my daughter's list, I guess. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, so uh, shall we get started? Sure, let's do it. All right, so do you have any honorable mentions for this list? I, so two things before we start. One is not an honorable mention, but it's a ride that I think most people would say is a good ride for kids, but I say is not a good ride okay. for kids. Maybe it's on your list. It is the combination of Midway Mania and the Buzz Lightyear. Ride. Okay. Because it's interactive? Yeah, well, so when I'm with my kids, you know, two things happen. One is we kind of cram each other in the seats mm-hmm. and I don't get a gun to play with and so <laughs> I don't get that activity or if I have one and my kid has one I run the problem of I don't want to win because yeah. then it'll make him upset but then if I'm trying to lose what's the fun in that and so <laughs> when you have kids those I've had issues with each one of those and those rides so you think those are great rides for kids those are more rides for adults because there's there's problems with it's that, that, the competition. that competition factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But if there's two adults going at it, that's that's so fun. Okay, that's my uh, one thing to say. Other honor mention is the train. I love the train. Let me give you a little quiz. Do you know all the stops in the train, all the places it stops? Of course. Okay, of course. Let's hear it. There's Main Street, USA. Yep. There's New Orleans Square. Yep. There's Mickey's Toontown. Okay. And there's Tomorrowland. All right, which one of those is your favorite, like, stretch? The favorite, like, favorite leg? Point to point. Uh, I love the Main Street Station. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's my favorite leg, though. To me, I really like New Orleans Square to Toontown now because mm. you, you take the... Um, when they put Galaxy's Edge in, um, they have you go more across the, the river... Uh, and yeah, so you that's, can that's nice. you can see a little bit more of that, uh, but yeah. for nostalgia's sake, I, I just love the Tomorrowland to Main Street leg with the Grand Canyon and the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> it's it is, yeah. it, it I guess it could be cheesy, but I just yeah. I just love it. And it's always fun when you go with people and they have no clue what to expect because you kind of get on the train and you're like, yeah, this is cool. I get to see the park from a different view. This is nice. And then they enter and like, where am I? I'm like, that was not expecting this whole cool dinosaur diorama. Yeah, it's great. What's the lake that takes you into Splash Mountain? Uh, that is, um, I think that's New Orleans Square to uh, Toontown. Yeah, whatever that part is. I, I have such fondness for the People Mover. Now People Mover would go inside these attractions. I loved it. And that moment is so fun when you get to like go in the train and you go in the inside of Splash Mountain. That part, that part's awesome. So I mean, I love the train. I kind of 
would, as an adult by myself, probably make time just to go on the train because I like it that much. And the kids love it because you can hold them on the parts that are kind of scary and it has different stops along the way. It's usually not a big, long line and, you know, get off your feet. Good place to take out a backpack, have some snacks. So the kids are fed, the kids are entertained, kids get to sit in the shade. I mean, to me, that's a very underrated ride for kids. Do your kids ever fall asleep on the train? Because no, no, okay, (laughs) because that's typically a good, at least for our family, it's a good kind of afternoon break. Yes, to kind of Mm -hmm. take a lap because the the lap around, if you count in the actual wait times for the different stops, yeah, uh, is it's usually about a twenty to twenty five minute lap around uh, the park. Yeah, Uh, and so it's a good rest period as well. Usually, it is. Have you ever used? the train to actually get around i've only gone on it because i want to go on the train and we take it the full you know loop the grand circle tour been like i really want to space mountain but i'm all the way in pirates i'll take the train to get there have you ever done something like that yeah not 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 often but um especially if the park is crowded um and you know like i said if if it's kind of a it's so usually in the afternoon when everyone's kind of tired and maybe you're going to head back to the hotel or something. We'll, we'll hop on there and, and try to get back to Main Street that way instead of walking through the crowd. It, we don't do it all the time, but yeah, every once in a while we'll do that. Another question for you. You've been to the four parks in Disney World, yes. right? You've been to all four of those? Yes. Do they have trains? Because like, I know California Adventure doesn't, and I always thought, what a bummer. There should be some mode of transportation where I can take a loop around the whole park like do the other Disney World parks have trains or something similar to that? Magic Kingdom which is basically Disneyland 2.0 just a lot yeah. bigger has the exact same train circle tour oh wow like uh, same stops and stuff too? yeah pretty much oh cool um, the other parks I honestly can't remember I don't think Epcot does I don't think Animal Kingdom did. Animal Kingdom had a couple different modes of transportation, uh, but yeah. there were more attractions than actual, you know, a, a perimeter uh, travel through the park. Sure. Uh, and then Hollywood Studios didn't either. So I think it's just Magic Kingdom out there. Uh, I might be I might be wrong, but I I think that's I think I'm right. <laughs> I think yeah, I bet you are. I to me that's a flaw in the system. I would have loved to have seen more things that kind of go through the perimeter of the park. Yeah, like and it, like you said, it, it's it's a different perspective on on the park. Yep. All right. So, so what's your honorable mentions. Okay, so I have two. I guess one of them okay. uh, is from California Adventure. It's my only California Adventure ride. Oh, wow, only one. Okay. Um, and this is, this is the only one that doesn't apply to my daughter yet, Okay. but this is one that I think there are, there's the kind of the very kiddie, um, dark rides, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the big, big thrill rides, right? Yeah. Disney tries every once in a while to do these kind of intermediate rides that are kind of like intro thrill rides for kids. Okay. Um, so think like Gadget's Go Coaster yes. type of thing, right? That one's not on my list, but <laughs> I think a really fun 
uh, for adults and, and kids, but I think that's a good introductory ride to see if a kid is ready for some of the bigger thrill rides is Goofy Sky School. Yeah, that's not on my list, but I'm glad you talked about it. Um, that one is, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's definitely meant for kids, especially when you think about the actual seating, like is uh-huh. so small and so tight. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, there's no big drops or loop the loops or anything. It's just kind of a zigzaggy zany type of roller coaster, but man, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think that is a perfect ride to take probably like an elementary school age kid who maybe isn't quite ready for Space Mountain or Incredicoaster, uh, but you think they might be on the road to being ready, I think Goofy Sky School is a really good intro kind of roller coaster. And then my other honorable mention is um, Fantasyland in general. Um, now, okay. I, do, I do have specific Fantasyland uh, rides on my list, but... Um, I think Fantasyland just uh, as a whole is a great place to hang out and take kids. And I know my daughter didn't really respond, at least yet, to the dark rides. She was kind of a little bit scared of them. Um, But there are obviously some great dark rides that are awesome. And so um, if you're listening to this um, and your kids are maybe a little bit older, uh, there are some great dark rides like Pan and like Alice in Wonderland, stuff like that, that my daughter didn't respond to yet, but I think deserve some mention. I like that. Well, just one little comment about Goofy Sky School is a big factor for me on these things is, is lines. Like mm-hmm. having kids, kid, waking kids wait in lines can be brutal sometimes. <laughs> and what I love about Goofy Sky School is it's one of those fast passes where if you do it just right, you get a fast pass at 2.50 p.m. and it says come back at 2.55 p.m. Like one of those immediate fast pass ones. So the kids can go on the ride without having to wait on a long line. And some rides look scary when you see them, but Goofy Sky School is kind of like you can't see all the ride too well. And you can't really see the drops because it's, you're not kind of, it's all kind of like mixed up together. And so next thing you know, they're on the drop and they don't have time to be scared about it because they're already in it. And yeah. so you're right, that is a a really good one to, to start off on. And uh, the Fantasyland, of course, is the best. I have one ride on Fantasyland, but... Uh, so you, you said, like, the whole land you considered an honorable mention? Yeah, like I said, I do have some specific rides from Fantasyland that are in my yeah. top five, but um, I, like I said, I, I think because none of the rides on my list are of the classic dark rides, yes. but I do think they deserve to be mentioned in this list. Like, like I said, my daughter just didn't respond to them. Um, and like, and this list is very much about my, my two trips with my daughter. So, um, those are uh, like, I love Alice in Wonderland and, and I, I love Mr. Toad's wild ride. Um, so like I said, I think they deserve to be talked about, uh, but they're just not in my top five. Yeah. And, it's, I'm glad you said that because when you look at the map and you look at the list of rides, there's like two in Frontierland, mm-hmm. maybe like four in Adventureland, and there's like two columns in Fantasyland. <laughs> there's just so many rides there. 
that uh, era. It's and it's the center of the park. It's the it's the most important land in the park. So yeah, I'm I'm with you yeah. on that. So do you want to start with your number five? Sure, my number five is a Fantasyland ride. It's Dumbo. Okay. Did you take your daughter on Dumbo? Yeah. So I'll 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 save Dumbo. Uh, oh, it's on your list. It's yes, it's very high up my nice. list. Nice. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll just talk real quick and we can get into it uh, later. Dumbo is great because it's kind of a thrill ride for kids a little bit. It's you're in control though. I like how if someone's feeling scared, they can just stay down low. But if the kid wants to get adventurous, you know, and that's the kind of feeling where they are choosing to be more adventurous. So then they, they crank it up and you go high. So the kids having that control, I think is big. Cause I've had some kids who are terrified of, of rights, but they're never scared of Dumbo. I think it's that kind of control that makes them feel good about it. And just the view you get of Fantasyland, how you're up high and you can see there's Pinocchio, there's Snow White, there's the carousel, there's the castle, like all the big landmarks of Fantasyland you can check out on uh, on the ride. The music's cool. The line is cool. They finally put some <laughs> nice shade. I remember sometimes being in a 40-minute line for Dumbo and there's no shade. And you're like, this is the worst moment of my entire <laughs> life. But they added shade and like cool circus vibe around it. So I'm sure we'll get more into it, but... Dumbo is my number five. Cool. Uh, my number five uh, is not actually a ride, per se, uh, okay. it's, but uh, it is uh, Mickey and Minnie's Houses uh, oh, good choice. in uh, Toontown. Good choice. Uh, it's, you could even qualify these as almost Disney's, like, a very early foray into kind of that immersive uh, immersive attraction that they are really into now uh, because mm-hmm. the the line isn't necessarily a, a normal line queue um, you can kind of walk around touch things and um, get a get a sense of what Mickey's house is like and what Minnie's house is like there's some cool interactive stuff um, in there um, and once you get through the line you get to see Mickey and Minnie uh, and mm-hmm. uh, I know in the Mickey line, there's a really cool, um, like, uh, film room, right, where yeah. they show Mickey cartoons. So, again, it's it's not this typical line queue that, you know, you're used to. Um, it's, it has some entertainment value to it. Uh, and um, they do some really creative stuff with the photo ops. Um, usually, like, you get your picture taken with Mickey when he's dressed up as Sorcerer Mickey, and it's like in his, it's in like his film studio, um, and and so that's a really cool, unique design uh, that they have in there, um, and like I said, through my daughter's eyes, I know she really loved just kind of walking through there. She's she's young enough to um, really kind of appreciate, kind of like actually like this is where Mickey and Minnie live, you know, uh, and so um, that. Those two places, I know not not the usual like rides or attractions, but um, I think are really cool experience for uh, kids um, to kind of meet those characters, see where they live, and it, it makes kind of their imagination come to life. I think so. Uh, that's my number five: the Mickey and Minnie's house uh, in Toontown. Love it. I have one quick story about Mickey's house. So when I was probably in college. Me and my oldest brother wanted to go to Disneyland, 
together, mm-hmm. and we went together, just the two of us, and we wanted to see what Toontown was like right before it closed, and we were literally only people in Toontown, and it was like <laughs> dark, and no one was around, and we thought, hey, let's go to Mickey's house, so we went to Mickey's house, and we walked through the whole line, not a single person around, and then we finally get to the end where you meet Mickey, mm-hmm. and the workers could like hear our footsteps and you could tell the workers were getting fired up because it's like we've been waiting for a long time here's some cute kids here's a family and then they turn the corner and they see these two grown men turn the corner and we could see their faces fall and they were so bummed out to see these two grown men turn the corner and then we met Mickey Mouse I think we gave him like these formal handshakes and just walked out the door and that was our uh, no photos? I think so I think, I think it was just so comfortable for everyone we just shook hands like business partners and went our, went our separate ways. Yeah. Uh, so my number five, Mickey and Minnie's house. So oh, sorry. One question for Let's say that they get rid of Toontown. Okay. And they repurpose it somewhere else. They need to have Mickey's house somewhere. Which, Where would you put Mickey's house if you could no longer put it in Toontown? Well, I know we've talked about, um, you know, if they do get rid of um, the Fantasyland Theater by Small World. Uh, yeah, you yeah. could you could definitely put it there, but are you are you talking about like if you just supplanted it somewhere just in the existing park? Like, would it, would it better to have a cowboy Mickey house or to have a futuristic Mickey house or like off Main Street, like that whole kind of corner? Because you have Babe Lincoln Show, and then there's kind of like nothing in that corner. Like, would it would it like the first thing you enter in the park is you see Mickey's house, or like what, what do you think would be a good I think put it, if you couldn't put it there. Yeah, I think if you just just took it somewhere else, it'd have to be on Main Street somewhere. Yeah. Because um, I just, I don't think it would fit anywhere else in the park. Because the park is so, it's so themed that like, like you're right, it would, if you put it in Frontierland, it would have to be Cowboy Mickey. If, yeah. If you put it uh, in uh, New Orleans Square, it'd have to be like, 1920s mickey you know uh like which is cool which they do in uh which they do in california adventure which is cool um yeah but if you wanted just regular mickey in his either sorcerer mickey mickey outfit or in just his his red pants uh i think it would have to be on main street somewhere like you're saying like right in front of the emporium or in that corner by uh by mr lincoln is now that it feels like the whole Pirates Pirates is still a fantastic ride but like the whole Johnny Depp Pirates thing is mm-hmm. kind of not as important anymore what if you took Tom Sawyer's Island and you kind of shut it down and it became Mickey's Island that's a that's and, a good idea yeah and this you kind of drain the lake for however long it takes to like build it and then people would go out of there would be this fun adventure Maybe you'd like redesign whatever the raft would be to be like a fun cartoony raft. You go to Mickey's Island. And I'm telling you, man, we should be Imagineers. <laughs> that's a, that's a great idea. Um, <laughs> well, and if you think about, it, you could also connect it somehow to Fantasmic, because the show You're right, yeah. the show is on the island and, and Mickey's there fighting the dragon. Yeah, you could yes. all you could kind of come up with a whole story uh, around it. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a great idea. Uh, yeah, so that's that. my number five. All right. What's your number four? So my number four is, and I'm going to be accused of shoehorning it in just because it's my favorite ride, but the Haunted Mansion is okay. my 
Number four. Yeah, you I've got you got kids. you got some work to do on this one. I know. Well, I've had kids terrified of Peter <laughs> Pan, just sobbing on Peter Pan. I've had kids refusing to go on pirates because they're terrified of the drop. Rides that are a little bit scary, but you think you could handle it. But Haunted Mansion, I've never once had a kid scared of, of Haunted Mansion. Okay. I don't know if it's because they emphasize the silliness of it, or because I'm right there next to them, or they can kind of see where they're going. Maybe that's part of it, but they've always had the right level of being scared. Like, because I think it's fun, it's fun to be scared. And Haunted Mansion is this perfect balance of being spooky, but not being too spooky. And so my kids... Maybe I got lucky with my kids and they've gotten it. And maybe that's why it's my favorite ride is because my kids aren't scared of it. Maybe that's why I subconsciously like it so much. But we've always had a good time. No one's freaked out on it. And then the thrill of you go during Christmas and it's a brand new ride that they know, but it's Christmassy themed. So I think that combination of both those is why it's our uh, it's on our list. I know it's not on most people's list for kids, but I don't know if I got lucky with mine, but it's on ours. Got it. So I have a couple stories. Yeah. The first is, and I don't remember this, but my parents tell it all the time, is that uh, when I was a little kid, my brother and I, my brother, and I don't remember ever getting scared, but my brother, I guess my brother got totally freaked out. Uh, after the elevator and you're walking through the hallway and you see the, the paintings change and like the Medusa and stuff like that, I guess my brother like freaked out, started screaming and like ran through the, ran through the exit and was trying to like go back into the (laughs) elevator and stuff. Um, so, but my, my parents, my mom especially tells like in order, in order to get off the ride, you have to go forward. You can't go backwards. You can't like go back onto the elevator. So they had to like drag my brother like through the line like up to oh, up to the up to the um uh, the Omnimover like place where the oh, doom sure, buggies sure, are sure. and I guess that's where the exit is. So they okay. literally had to like drag him kicking and screaming like forward through the <laughs> line. So oh, so that so that's that's definitely one story. The other story is with my daughter. Yeah. Um we took her on it our the very first trip and she was 18 months old. And it is yeah. the only ride that she slept through. Oh, there so, you go. And all then right, this, right. the second time, the second trip, um, uh, she got a little freaked out on some of the dark rides. And so we were like, we're not even going to try on a mansion. Sure, sure, <laughs> so sure. it's, it's definitely one that we haven't truly experienced with kids yet. So yeah. uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you is that because you love that ride so much, do you think your kids maybe pick up on that and are like drawing your energy like from you and like kind of getting excited and, and not getting scared because of that? That's a good question because it's it's not like Pirates or Jungle Cruise where we're all together. It's kind of like I'm with one kid and my wife's another kid and then maybe my dad, you know, they're with grandpa and another one. So I don't know if they can feed off that, but... I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's true because like my level of joy and enthusiasm for that ride is so high that you're right. I bet it bleeds over into that <laughs> for sure. All right. So Haunted Mansion is uh, Mark's number four, kind of a controversial uh, topic, controversial <laughs> ride. Um, my number four is, yep. uh, again, based on my daughter, is the Mad Tea Party. Oh, okay. 
in okay. Fantasyland, which is not one of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, she. I don't know how many times she's been on. We've we've been been to Disneyland twice with her, and yeah. she's probably been on it at least five or six times now. Wow. Uh, she just loves it. It's fun. Uh, I think the colors help uh, of the teacups and of all the lights sure. and everything. She loves that aspect of it. Um, she really likes to spin, at least try trying to spin the cup. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I went on it with her the first time and uh, <laughs> didn't go on it after. <laughs> uh, my wife went on it with her. My, my uh, in-laws went on it with her. Uh, because, I mean, I, I like that ride a lot, but I just get, I don't get sick on it, uh, but I definitely, it throws me off a little bit. So, do you spin or do you just kind of let, because if you just do nothing, you have a fun time. Yeah. Do you spin when you're on it? Do you I spin a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Uh, okay. And I think I've mentioned this before, but like on Roger Rabbit, for whatever reason, I love spinning the Roger Rabbit uh, oh, okay. cab, but I don't like spinning the, the, the teacup, which is weird. Interesting. Uh, my wife likes to spin it. Now, not, not very fast, but... Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, my, my daughter was in love with this ride. It's, it's one that rarely has a wait, uh, and if it does, yes. it's like 10, 15 minutes. Um, so it's, <clears throat> it's definitely, if, if your kid likes it, it's really good for repeat. Um, yeah. Be, now, if a kid doesn't like it, then that's another thing. But fortunately, our daughter loved it, and um, we were able able to take her on it multiple times, which is which is really nice. Because throughout any trip, there's going to be rides that your kids don't like, uh, yes. and so like forcing them to go on, you know, Snow White or Mr. Toad or something like that is awful. But if you can kind of do repeats. Um, I think the Mad Tea Party w- worked out really good for us. Um, uh, so that's why it's my number four. Did you do it during the daytime or nighttime? Both. Oh, okay. Did you have, do you have one preference over the other? Um, I, I mean, I think nighttime's really cool uh, yeah. with all the different lights. It's just a different, different vibe to it. Um, and I think she, my daughter liked it more at night too. Um, okay. Just because, because uh, like I said, all the colors and just the fun atmosphere of it. There's some really fun music that goes along with it too. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, d- I, I think we we did it both, but nighttime's a lot of fun. Nice. So yeah, so that's my number four, the Mad Tea Party. What is your number right. three, Mark? My number three is so I kind of have like two rides, kind of combined themes. One is in Disneyland with the California Adventures. So the Disneyland one is Winnie the Pooh. Okay. And the California Adventure one is Little Mermaid. And the main thing for them is just the line. Like, it's pretty much going to be 90% of the time a 5 to 10 minute wait. And that is huge when you're going somewhere with, with little kids. If you have a 20, 25 minute wait, you're in a lot of trouble. But the, those lines move quick. There's things to look at in the line. But... Like I said, the main thing is they're so short. And the line, I mean, the rides are good. I love Little Mermaid ride. Winnie the Pooh's good. I don't know if it'd be great, but the fact that it only took me five or ten minutes to get on the line, on the ride, makes me like the ride way more. So, 
My number three are those two because I think they're just the shortest lines I can find <laughs> in both parks. I think that's that's true. Um, I love Winnie the Pooh is one of my favorite Disney characters, yeah. and um, I think my daughter, my, my wife might disagree with me. I don't know. Uh, but my daughter, I don't know how, how well she responded to that ride. I mean, she loved meeting the characters. Um, yeah. But I think she was a little, like I said, the, the second trip, she was just kind of a little a little scared of all the dark rides. Um, sure. And, I, and, and Winnie the Pooh is part of that. Uh, and so um, the same thing goes for Little Mermaid. Uh, I know she definitely kind of clutched onto my wife when Ursula came around the corner. Uh, <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> So, but I could see that, like, because, like I said, you have your kids are a little bit older, uh, yeah. and uh, those rides could definitely be fun for that age, especially if they, especially if they know the movies and they know the characters. Yes, yes. So they, they know the songs Little Mermaid. They love it. And Winnie the Pooh's fun because I think you can fit seven people on one of those little ride vehicles. Yeah, and yeah. So if you have like a big party, you can fit my whole family and Grandma, and Grandpa. You know, we can all climb in and board. Um, a big old ride vehicle together. So that's my number three. Cool. Uh, my number three uh, is not necessarily a ride. It's a show. And that yes. is the Enchanted Tiki Room. Oh, yes. Excellent choice. Um, so this is, again, another one that rarely has a wait. I mean, you just have to wait out the show because the show is, what, 10, 15 minutes? Um, oh. And so if you... If you come right as one show is starting, you have to kind of wait a little bit. Uh, but rarely there's there's a wait, which is nice. Uh, and if you do have to wait, uh, it's a fun place to kind of sit and relax. They've got the cool pre-show with the mm-hmm. characters and then the Dole Whips right there. Uh, and uh, um, so it's a, it's a nice place to just kind of wait. Um, and then the show itself... Uh, is just so fun. There's great, great music. Um, there's a, a couple. I could see some kids getting scared during the show, like when the when the thunder hits and it starts raining and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And it gets dark and everything. Uh, but uh, uh, I know my daughter just totally loved it. It's another one that that we repeated a couple times. And uh, um, yeah, we just had a lot of fun watching the show and singing with the birds. Uh, and so I know when she was 18 months old on the first trip, she just absolutely loved it. On our second trip, when she was uh, a little over two years old, she didn't love it as much, um, but uh, just because she got a little nervous about kind of the birds and stuff. But uh, but it was, um, I think it's a fun show that I think kids and adults can appreciate. And it's fun just to sing along with the song and, and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, not a traditional ride, but more of a show is my number three, the Enchanted Tiki Room. Was she not terrified when the idols start to chant and they chant louder and louder and like the big thunder strike like that? That's, that's scary. Your, your daughter wasn't scared of that? The, the, second, the second time she was. The second time she was. The okay. first time, no. She was just in love with it. She was like... We, we specifically, especially, like I said, we've repeated a couple times. And uh, yeah. um, the, uh, um, we specifically sat in like areas where she could kind of stand up and move okay. around a little bit. Uh, yeah. And so like the first time, she, like, when she was 18 months old, she was up dancing and pointing at the birds and singing. Uh, 
and stuff like that. Definitely the when she was a little bit older, yeah, for sure she was a little bit more weary. But um, I think, like I said, it it depends on your kid, obviously. But um, I think it's a really fun show. Um, it's a good place to again sit down too <laughs> and just kind of rest a little bit uh, with your kids. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we had a really good first experience, uh, with the Tiki Room. Yeah, that's a good choice, because when I take my kids, we go hard, Mm -hmm. and the fact that Tiki Room's a place to sit for about 15, 20 minutes, then you can take off the backpack, pass some snacks around, so kids are in a place they can sit and have a snack and watch a show, so you're right, it's so good for kids. So that's my number three. Mark, what is your right. number two? All right, my number two is in Disneyland, and it is the Small World Ride. Okay. Is my number two. Did you take your daughter on this one? We, we did. She loved it uh, on the first trip. The second trip, right. it was kind of, she was kind of indifferent to it. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. I think this one maybe is the one that's best for young like 18 month old or younger type kids Mm -hmm. because it's not going to be overwhelming peter pan can be overwhelming or you know pirates can be overwhelming but this ride is just peaceful and calm and the lights and the sounds i get as an adult going on the ride being where am i this is so boring i can't believe they're doing the song again (laughs) but when you that's also a ride where if you look at it through your kids eyes appreciate like whoa this is a special special ride and then you can nerd out over to it like pointing out look there's cinderella or like there's mulan and like these things as an adult you'd be like man as an adult with kids you get fired up to see these characters (laughs) in the in the different lands and so that's an ultimate ride where you got to see it to your kids eyes but if you do you realize what a special ride it is so question for you yeah when Small World was originally created, and for a very long time, there was no Disney characters in uh, the ride. Yeah. Now there are, right? Yes. So you go to France and you see um, like Cinderella. Uh, you go to like when they when you go end up in the United States, you see like Woody and Woody and Jesse and stuff like that, right? Yes. Um, I think that is a really great idea because, especially with kids, you can like point at them and say, "Oh, those, there's your favorite characters." You know, there's there's Peter Pan and all that stuff. Yes. Um, do you guys do you do that with your kids? Kind of try to identify the different Disney characters, or is it just kind of a cacophony of of characters and sounds and music? Oh, we love to point out the characters. Okay. We love it. I there should be more. Okay. There should be. <laughs> this on my list originally or at least i was playing around with the idea of putting small world on my list yeah um i just feel like i think there's obviously a a, like a bias or prejudice against this ride 
a little bit because of um, just the song and how repetitive it is and people find it yeah. annoying and all that stuff. Um, I mean, like Lion King, the movie even makes a joke out of it, right? Where oh, yes, Zazu starts singing it and then Scar says, not that one, anything but that, right? Um, yeah. So uh, I think that's part of why, um, because I think as kids, and you might disagree with this because you have older kids, but I, I don't know, but I feel like as kids get older, they might maybe grow out of it or find it, you know, annoying or something like that. Have you seen that in your kids yet? No, not really. I think, like we talked to Han mentioned, I'm such a weirdo that my kids kind of feed off how much I'm enjoying it. Yeah. As they get older, that'll fade for sure. So I haven't got there yet, but I think it's for the little, little kids you have. There really isn't much to do if you're, like you said, an 18-month-old kid. But this is something you have to be like, hey, we're doing it for baby. And yeah, we're tough enough. We're going to, <laughs> on this ride. And it's one of those rides that really doesn't have a big line. It's a similar fast pass situation where you get a fast pass and within five minutes you're on the ride. And so it's one of those really quick ones. You're not waiting 45 minutes to go on this ride that maybe not everyone wants to. But I figure if it's no line, people can't really complain too bad about it. Cool. Uh, so uh, number two for Mark is It's a Small World. And my number two uh, is also in Fantasyland. Actually, my, my final two are both in Fantasyland. Right, right. uh, and my number two is the King Arthur Carousel. All right, okay. Um, again, a very small wait time usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's another one that uh, we have done multiple times with my daughter, and she just totally loves it every time. Um, I think the first time we ever did it, um, she sat with my wife on the horse and it got a little cramped, you know, and it was a little uncomfortable for, for both of them. <laughs> so the next time we did it, we gave her her own horse. And I mean, after that, she just totally loved it. Uh, so there's great music that goes along with it. Um, I always find, I, I think carousels in particular, and just in general, are kind of this very sentimental, you know, very nostalgic type of ride. It, it kind of goes back to, you know, turn-of-the-century entertainment, um, and there's just something kind of special about a carousel. Yeah. And this one is specifically, obviously, a Disney uh, carousel, which I think makes it more fun. Uh, the carousel is in the center of Fantasyland, which I think is a special place for it to be. Um, mm-hmm. When you're on it or when you're waiting in line, you're, you're, in, this, you're in the thick of it and you're, you're kind of seeing everything around you and you're totally just immersed into the environment of Disneyland and Fantasyland in particular. Um, and uh, I, I think it's just a, a fun ride that I think sparks the imagination for a kid. It's like, you know, what kid wouldn't want to take a horse ride. I always get, whenever I go on it, I'm always reminded of Mary Poppins for some reason. Um, even though it's not the Mary Poppins carousel, uh, but the, the scene in Mary Poppins where, um, they, you know, jump into kind of the animated portion and they ride the carousel and then the horses free themselves of the carousel. And it's just this Mm -hmm. kind of, um, kind of beautiful animation that like really comes alive for the characters in the movie. I always think of that when I'm on that ride, 
Uh, and so I think it's just a fun kind of imaginative uh, ride that you can go on. So that's, for me, uh, number two, especially because, like, I don't know how many times we went on it with my daughter, but probably like 10 times. <laughs> and so yeah, she, she just loved it, so. It's great. And, and when you enter the castle, go across the drawbridge, it's the first thing you see. Yeah. You know, like, how great is that? And I love the music that they play. It's not like they just put uh, they push play on a DVD yeah, of these yeah. classic songs, you know. It's like they it's, it's tunes, you know, but they do it in a way that sounds different. It's know? like an and organ or something. I think it, it's it's yeah, a cool tone yeah, to it. Exactly, and so kids kind of they like I know this song, but it's done in a special, unique way. Yeah. Which, is, which is great. Now, do you guys have a favorite type of horse, or do you guys go to like, is it whatever, or is there colors you go for? How do you decide what horse? You know, so far, it's been just whatever. Um, I don't think I've ever done, like, they have those benches. Like, I don't yeah, think I've right. I don't think I've ever sat on, <laughs> on one of the benches. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's usually just whatever horse we kind of find. Um, now, I know, like... In California Adventure, they just added in Jesse's Critter Carousel. Oh, that's right. Uh, and I think that one, I don't remember which animal, but we definitely were trying to scope out, like, oh, which animal should we should we get on? Uh, and then yeah. I know, you know, we talked about the teacups. I know we definitely, it's it's either uh, on our, our first trip with my daughter, it was, we got to get the yellow uh, teacup. Ah, okay. Uh, and then the second trip, it was definitely, we got to get the pink Gotcha. Uh, so, but I don't remember going for a specific colored horse for uh, for the carousel. I might be wrong, but uh, yeah. But uh, I always like. I don't know why, because they all, because when it, wherever you end up on the ride, it doesn't really matter because they kind of you know the horses go up and down. Yeah, exactly. I always like finding the higher horse for some reason. Oh, I, okay. I don't know why, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, that's my that's my number two. So isn't it funny how they choose the sword and the stones, which is like I love it, but it's it's not on anyone's radar as the great Disney films, and it's it's King Arthur's Carousel, so it's a sword and the stone ride, isn't it? Essentially, essentially, well, and then you have the actual sword in the stone, like yeah, know, just adjacent, you know, you know, behind it or in front of it, however you wherever you're looking at it. But you actually have that photo op area. And, I mean, I haven't seen them do that show in a long time. But where they yeah. have Merlin come out and pick out a kid to lift the, the sword out of the stone. So, yeah, I, I don't know if they think the movie is, you know, irrelevant at this point. I don't know. But uh, I, I think it's a cool, it's definitely a cool photo op area for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. All right, so that brings us to our number ones. And so, okay. Mark, what is your number one ride for kids? My number one is in California Adventure. Wow, okay. Whenever we go to California Adventure, we probably do this ride, no joke, four or five times per day. Okay. Mater's Junkyard. Okay. Temporary. So, again, kind of, uh, kind of like it's a small world, that ride was floating around on my list for a while, and then I, I took it off. But I, I, think you're, I think you're right. I don't know if I agree with number one. But uh, uh, why is it number one for you and your family? It's number one because it is like 
legitimately fun. And when we go on grad night, I almost always have to talk whatever group I'm into. And they walk by it and they're like, whatever. And I'm like, no, <laughs> we need to go on this ride. It's actually fun. And they get on it and everyone has way more fun on it than they think. My kids are kind of on the more scaredy cat side of things. Mm-hmm. Or at least one of them is. But this is a ride that she can kind of feel like she's out there and she is having an adventure. So it's like thrilling enough for, for kids. The It's probably the best land in the whole of the whole Disneyland Resort is Cars Land. So you get that strong Cars Land feeling to it. The music's fun. And it's one of those things where... Um, if you have a little kid, you may not be able to go on it, but I think 30 inches, that's where they can do Autopia, that's where they can do this ride. Like, oh, so many things open up when kids hit the 30 inches, mm-hmm. inches tall. And so I just know from my personal family, it's when we had our passes, for sure, this is the ride we did the most by far was this ride. So I got to put it up one. That's cool. Um, I know our first trip, our daughter wasn't quite tall enough. Yeah. And then the second trip, she was, and so we went on it. But um, just the the way that the seating is, my wife and I went on it with her, and she was in the middle, and yeah. she she did not have fun because she was getting scrunched and the the way the the way the the <laughs> oh. truck like swings around and around. yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious to take <laughs> it on her again, uh, take it yeah. her, uh, on the ride again. But uh, uh, yeah. she did not have a lot of fun on it the last time. Uh, so the my number one is is, yeah. is similar to that where we have done this ride probably the most with my daughter uh, over the over the course of our two trips, uh, and that it was your number five. Okay. And my number one is Dumbo. Oh, nice. Yep. Um, and this is one that, like I said, we've repeated time and time again. It's one that um, I don't. I don't always like watching ride-throughs on YouTube, um, but it's one that my daughter requests like all the time, and so we've watched Dumbo go around and around on YouTube a bunch of times, and yeah. uh, Dumbo is, is is as my daughter has is developing her language, she definitely says Dumbo very clearly, uh, so that's a lot of fun to kind of hear her say it. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> it's just a very, very fun ride. I know you, you talked a little bit about, uh, about it at the beginning, but, um, one of the things that I love about it, and you mentioned it, is just the, the aerial perspective of, of Disneyland and Fantasyland. And, um, it's a little bit higher, I think, than people remember or people expect. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're up pretty high, uh, yeah. and which is, which is really cool. Um, you, you go, you don't go very, you go, I think faster than you would expect, but it's not extremely fast. Um, oh. we did Astro Orbiter, um, on our last trip. And I think for, I think that one maybe goes a little too fast. Like you can't really, you can't really see things as you go around. It, it, it's just, it's almost a little too fast. Uh, but Dumbo, you get, I think a really cool perspective, uh, of things. And like you said, I think. Enabling a kid control over uh, operating the ride uh, is 
really cool for for a kid um, where they can kind of take Dumbo up and down uh, and have a semblance uh, of control, uh, I think is unique. Because, you know, if you go on a dark ride, they don't control anything. They're just along for the ride. Um, yeah. And so giving them the little, uh, little lever to move up and down, uh, I think is a really... Uh, kind of cool and unique um, attribute of, of Dumbo. Uh, and so um, I, I think the ride is placed in a, in a unique spot as well. It's Like I said, it's kind of in the middle. Uh, if, you, if you go just past the carousel, again, it just gives you almost like a 360-degree view of Fantasyland. So uh, I think it's a really fun ride, great for kids, um, great for parents as well. Um, kind of see their kid having fun uh, and so that's why Dumbo is my number one do you think they should I don't know where there'd be room for it but isn't there two Dumbos in Magic Kingdom and Disney World yes there are dual Dumbos and the whole dual. the whole area is um, like like big top circus themed yeah. um, and uh, so it was really cool when, when we went. I really in, enjoyed that area. Um, they just I don't they don't have the space for it at Disneyland. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things where the the line can just get so nasty sometimes. It could be like forty minutes, forty five minutes, and then that's trouble. How, how long would you guys wait? Is there a point you turn back or like we're doing this? I don't care how long it is. Oh, probably. Probably thirty minutes would be you, the. You do that, yeah. Yeah, I think within thirty minutes, I think would be the limit, um, because then it's just a trade-off. Because you know, right across the way is Mr. Toad, and that's usually a five to ten minute wait. So, do we go on Mr. Toad versus Dumbo? And you know, uh, I, I think when you're with kids and with a family, time time is of the essence, and you don't oh, want to waste time, uh, and so. <laughs> Waiting, because the other, one of the, I don't know if it's a problem, but one of the challenges, I guess, of Fantasyland is there are really no fast passes, right? Yeah. Uh, and so you basically have to wait. Yes. So, um, yeah. but you just have to decide what is going to be the limit of that wait. And if something is five minutes, like Pinocchio, and if something is 45 minutes, like Peter Pan, you know, which... Which do you choose? Uh, and so I think that's that's a really, I think that's a really um, kind of interesting dilemma for people who go to Disneyland because it just it just depends. Like, and if you have a pass, you don't necessarily have to worry about it. If you're there for multiple days, you don't really have. You could always go back and maybe not have to stress about it too much. But if you're there for one day, those are those could be <laughs> difficult decisions. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah, but one cool thing about about Dumbo is even if it's a long line, it has there's something to see. Mm -hmm. When you're in line for Peter Pan, it's just there's nothing to see. You're just, just switching slowly along yep. your line. But I remember like reading a article or documentary or something about how Disneyland needs rides with kinetic energy. Yes, where you just walk around and you see stuff, and and Dumbo's perfect for that. You're just like the carousel, it's the same thing. Like yeah. things you can actually see moving, 
it just adds to your enjoyment of the park. So even if you're in line, you can still watch the elephant go around. And that's, that's fun. Just being in line. Yes, for sure. So yeah. Mark, that is our list of top five rides for kids and, you know, particularly our kids. Uh, yeah. and so, um, are your kids tall enough and old enough to go on some of the bigger rides yet? They are. So my, my oldest is still a little nervous. We're working on getting her a little more um, comfortable with stuff. But my son will do anything he's tall enough for. Okay. So we did Indiana Jones, Big Thunder Mountain. Now he's tall enough for like uh, Space Mountain and whatnot. So I'm going to have to man up. I haven't done some of these rides in a long time because <laughs> they make me sick. But I'm going to have to man up and do it for him because my wife won't do it. So I'll be, I'll be going on Incredicoaster and all these things I'm not ready for. But I'll do it for him. So what is your son's favorite ride then, maybe, just in general? If we take kind of the, if we take the restrictions off a little bit. And so if, if our listeners maybe have some older kids, what is maybe like your son's top rides once they get past the height restriction? Yeah, I think Indiana Jones is still just brings it. Like he loves that ride. There's something special about that ride that, that he, he loves. He, Big Thunder Mountain was a little intense for him. Matterhorn, I had this uncomfortable thing where like I had to hold his, I'd like hold his ears because the monster was scaring him. And so I had to like reach around and like <laughs> uncomfortably hold his head while the ride was going. It was very hard. But uh, that ride is, I think, a little more scary. Like, he'd be fine with the ride itself. It's just the monster popping out, scared the crap out. Yeah. And so um, I think Indiana Jones has that nice level of things are far enough away mm-hmm. that they're not right in your face, but there's still that sense of theme and a sense of adventure and story. So I still think nothing tops Indy. That's cool. That's cool. I, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You sure do. So uh, that's our list of top five favorite attractions at the Disneyland Resort for kids. Uh, And so, um, Mark, thank you for our discussion uh, today as we wrap up the episode. And uh, just uh, stay safe as as you're stuck in your home. And uh, if you're you're listening out there, uh, stay safe uh, in your home. And uh, we just uh, ask you to... uh, Check us out. Give us a listen. 55 and Main, a Disney podcast. Check out our Facebook page. Uh, and always, always subscribe, like, listen, and share with your friends. So thanks for listening.